0: The following views and opinions expressed on Joy Has Questions podcast are not to be confused and or affiliated with any other corporations, companies, businesses, LLCs, and any other acronym that you can possibly think of. Basically, these are my own opinions on my own platform. And now, everybody, let's get on with the show. Hey good people, it's your girl Joy Has Questions, dropping some new fire for you all to listen to for the week. Starting with, you guessed it, you better know. I am asking for all prayer and covering as I try and get through this without mispronouncing the ancestors' names, places, townships, because this, it's so worth it, but woo child of ghetto, this is about to be... It's going to be something. Um, So for this week, out of appreciation for all that she did for the culture, our community, our people, I am shouting out Queen Nandi, who was the mother of the immortal Shaka Zulu of the Zulu nation. She was also known as the Queen of Queens. I need that title. I'm just saying, like, I'm feeling this. Born to a minor Langini chief, there's little known of her childhood. Now, how she came to be the mother of one of the greatest rulers the world ever has known is a story unto itself. So basically, historical records or, you know, um, what I should say, tales that have been passed down was that Nandi was on her way to visit relatives near the Babanango Hills with her friends when she encountered hunters from the Zulu tribe. Now, she ran up on, now, okay. Here we go. She ran into Senga Kahona, who was at the time the head nigga in charge for the tribe. Like, basically, he was the king. He was about to be that dude. It's like running into a single LeBron James in the middle of, like, nowhere. And he just happens to be that dude. So on their way back to the tribe, it was believed that Nandi met back up with Senga Kahona for an after dark moment like a Drake song. And she became pregnant. So when she informed him of her pregnancy, the Zulu tribal elders didn't think she was pregnant because they assumed that she had a stomach illness that was caused by a beetle that basically did make your stomach get bigger. Now, when Shaka was born, she was like, I told y'all I was pregnant. So she took him to the capital only to be met with judgment and humiliation. So when she presented him to Singa Gahona, he basically named the child Shaka. So even though he attempted to deny paternity at first, he did eventually marry her, but she was given the position of a lowly third wife. So not only did she have a child out of wedlock, but she was also forbidden basically to ever be accepted because apparently there was a clan inter, or rather there was an inter-clan marriage issue that was coming up. So basically Nandi's mo- mother, Mufunda, was the daughter of a Kwabe chief, and that was completely forbidden against marrying into the Zulu tribe because they, both tribes basically claimed the same ancestry. So it was like their way of being like, sis, this is incest. What the hell are you doing? Um, so she was subjected to constant bullying from all of Senga Kahona's wives and even some of their kids. So basically even though she tried to cope for the sake of Shaka, for the sake of his own future, she basically wound up leaving because she was like, I can't deal with the bullshit. And she also feared for her and her son's life. So they wandered before they basically arrived at the Methawah clan where they were treated with kindness and compassion by the clan leader Denise Wago. Whew, I'm trying. I really am trying y'all. Who offered to teach Shaka how to rule and fight. So basically she showed her son so much love and encouraged him to do his best that when he was appointed chief of the Zulus he made his mother the clan queen and his advisor. So as the years went on He started to treat his mother with such reverence that almost like it kind of was like she became a godlike figure amongst the people. So she remained his advisor until her death, October 10th, 1827, when she died from dysentery. So Shaka was so traumatized by her death that he executed over seven thousand like Genghis Khan numbers my nigga but he executed over 7000 zulus for not showing what he deemed sincerity in their grief now some did speculate that this was a thinly veiled move to rid himself of political rivals but what i feel is that it ultimately showed a shrewdness that he had as a political re- leader to basically say like you know what i'm mourning my mama i'm also going to get rid of your fake ass And this was something that, to be quite frank, Queen Nandi instilled in him, which was that shrewdness and basically how to be a very, very intelligent military strategist. So shout out to Queen Nandi for continuing in the line that black women have been doing since the beginning of time, which is teaching our sons and daughters how to be the best that they can possibly be. And now let's move on into the rest of the show. Right, y'all, it's your girl Joy has questions and...
1: No way she codes.
0: Got it. And this week for Geeked Up, I cannot wait to hear what you have to give us using this. Let's just shoot from the dome.
1: So we're going to talk about black greatness that has happened this past summer Um, in the tech space that has given our people some opportunity. So first I want to talk of our beloved Juneteenth. If you don't know what Juneteenth is, but you listen to this podcast, you need to get your whole life together.
0: I really like season two. <laughs> I, I expect if you, more. Yeah, if you made it to season, season two, one, Joy. If you made it a season two
1: and don't know what Juneteenth is, God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: get off my page. But
1: a big thing that happened during, on Juneteenth was, as we know, Google... Um, does a lot of doodles for different holidays, days we don't even know are a thing, mm-hmm. but there's different themes just around different cultural spaces, history, fun facts that we don't know. Um, and one man took it upon himself to make a doodle for Juneteenth because Google did not have one up. His name <laughs> is it Ooh, His name. <laughs> His name is Davion Chester, um, and he made a post about it. And he was like, "Google didn't make a doodle, so I made one, and it He's went like, viral." It's like
0: y'all forgot something, the honestly, right? And
1: me. I don't even. And the, I think the crazy thing is like I don't even think people, like a lot of people, didn't sit there and think like, "What the hell, Google?" And he, like for him to catch that is like a really big deal. Um, and he made the doodle, and then his post went viral, which is pretty awesome. The doodle was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was awesome. He did a great job. And from that, Google actually offered him a job, J O B. And some can argue, like, well, Google fucked up. Why would he want to work there? But the point is getting our people in those spaces. And so to get him to do some D&I work in a major tech company is really huge so hey kudos to him thank you Davion for speaking for the people
0: what I really loved about him doing that number one is that he was bringing accountability because the one thing that I find in all these corporate spaces everybody loves everything and everyone else except blackness like I remember even when Facebook had the pride filter right and everyone took off with that but then it was like well can we get like a black filter or something mm-hmm. for us and it's like oh you know we, we need to discuss it and what we discussing what are we Discussing like if this is a part of your population space for your you know your employee employee ratio like how can you just you know always make something for discussion when it comes to one specific subsect so I think it really showed also on Google's part a stance that they've been taking to be more inclusive and to really try and get more voices heard especially seeing how they were probably i Anything in corporate America, I'm pretty sure there was internal struggle in terms of like, so we doodle everything else. Why are we doing this? You know, and then you have this outsider that maybe he, you know, had the the leeway to to call them out on. And the fact that I think they handled it actually very well. I do too. They took the initiative. All right, so I have no problem with anybody who is trying to, you know, maybe correct a wrong. Um, I know even other companies, um, ours, where we were just like, okay, so we're not going to be here this day, and this is why. You can respect it, um, but if y'all get the 4th, I got pictures of July 4th, 1777, and motherfuckers are still out there picking cotton, so. Ew. Just Juneteenth is my day and you get yours. Like, I think that is very much fair. Um, so shout out to him. And that's, isn't that dope, though, about like meme culture or black Twitter? Yes. Black
1: Twitter's out here making moves, getting people's jobs and moving on to another person who killed it with black Twitter. We all know the Black Rolf theme hilarious um so many people have made different memes with it so many people have <laughs> used black rolf to connect with the community you know some were triggering some really hit me personally and i when was they like had mm. the
0: ice cream machine like the <laughs> machine is broke i was like bitch i'm done like-
1: okay so they they you know it really took off and the crazy thing is about that is um the creator of the black rolf meme elijah rutland actually got an internship at netflix as a graphic designer, to work
0: on what? Yeah. In the ahead, then that's
1: lit. So, I think we are showing how our influence A in the tech space of Twitter is blowing up and helping people succeed in the spaces that we need them to be in.
0: And I love how people are doing it, like through just natural authenticity and just creation. Like you nobody we, would, neither one of those gentlemen, or I think anyone, you know, for the most part. When they start to do something that goes viral, it's like, ooh, I'm gonna do it, and this is what's gonna take. And off. you know
1: who I want somebody to go viral, like, like blow up? Who? Momo Pixels. I, I need know that's my friend. I know. Oh, okay. I yeah. need. I played the game that don't touch my hair. Then I hair need notch. that. That did go viral. I don't. I, I feel like it did, but not like this. Like this should. Like I feel like it needs. It needs more.
0: She needs more coverage. She
1: yes, like the black community needs to like see it more, and not even like. She's doing anything wrong? She's bombed. She's killing it. She is. Her
0: website is fucking sick. Amazing,
1: and it's like that is something like every little thing she drops seems to be viral. From the artwork, like everything she does is just like so detailed, so nice, and it's like killing it in that space. And like she might be one of my heroes right now.
0: No, I. She actually is the reason why I have a saying: "Ain't no trying if you're doing it," because I think I I interviewed her literally a couple. It was a year ago, a couple of weeks ago, and I remember like talking to her and just. To be so fucking dope and just so pro-black and so comfortable in being who she is. I remember meeting her at a conference where, you know, it it definitely was a good look, you know, for blackness and diversity. And it it totally is something that I support, right? But I remember her sitting there at a table and people were, like, telling her, like, oh, well, I don't know if you're ever going to, like, do this and do that because, you know... You're just so out there, and it might come off as like garish or costume, and your people won't take Ugh, you seriously. That's I remember, so her, I remember her sitting there looking at them like, "Y'all are wrong, and that's y'all opinion, and don't speak that over me." And then looked up, and she was working at Widening Kennedy. And then looked up, and hair All went viral. And then looked up, and her fucking album dropped on Spotify. Like, let's go. Which is, I'm sick. It still, I was like, I heard that, and I was just like, girl, this is my life right now, and I'm not in the space to take this but she can sing her ass off and she she comes through just truly being herself and like that's the thing i love about our blackness right like she is on one side of the spectrum i'm on another you're at a different level and it all still fucking works and makes the world go round
1: so y'all let's make her go viral she look her up share her stuff she's need, super dope.
0: i need like a movie from her like Can and I, then she went I to SCAD.
1: Be, i want to be in the movie
0: <laughs> wanna, like oh no i want <laughs> call me girl hey like her bed was a being back chair and it was the most comfortable thing i'm like bitch i love this like listen how does this happen how does this work where do i buy one but yeah and i Amazon. think that's just super dope so shout out to all of them who are you know really making moves really pushing that needle and doing it on their own terms. So that's all I wanted to talk about, you know, this week. Clearly no judgment. I'm now, it, I'm, I'm, not judging. So I'm, like, not I'm judging. I'm not judging you this, this week.
1: Out. I'm not judging you this week. Give me like two more weeks. We're going to be cool again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> In two weeks, we are going to be judgment-free zone. But until then. Mm.
0: I hope your edge control don't work. Girl, so. I don't even <laughs> use edge control. <laughs> 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 ha <Whatever. laughs> Or get oh, curl gets lopsided. It's something. Why are you like this? <laughs> I'm like, as you sit here Why judging like me this? and home? <laughs> but no, guys, thanks again. Into geeked up, and we'll holla at you later. Bye. Bye. Hello, everybody. It's your girl Joy. Has questions, and I am sitting here like. Typically, don't get me wrong, I love my guests. Everyone comes onto the show. We have a key, a good time. I really get empowered hearing their journeys. I hope you do as well. But this person, I literally have watched like her brand develop when she had the idea when she was like I think this would be great like I am super super excited for this guest um I have the founder and creator of Black Girls Graduate I have Ashley Obasi here
2: hi love thank you for having me I'm so
0: excited yes like girl I've seen so many people I actually know on your your Black Girls Graduate platform I think it is phenomenal it's it's so smart and so simple like in terms of what it is and what it highlights and we're definitely going to get into Mm -hmm. those nuances but yes I'm definitely having a fangirl
2: moment right now like Yay. I am so thankful for your support. You've definitely been there since day one. And like, it's just so dope to even the way that your career has evolved and everything that you have going on. I'm so glad that we've been able to keep in touch over the years. Definitely. Black girl magic. Yeah. <laughs> no, Um. but I'm going to jump right into it. Like, you know,
0: I feel like in my mind, we're still sitting on that other couch, you know, when I lived in the <laughs> South Loop. And you're just like, tell me, you know, about your graduation journey. And then I look up, blink my eyes and I'm like, you're doing panels for WakandaCon, you're hosting your own events. I'm like, okay, you are taking off. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's just take it a step back in terms of what is Black Girls Graduate? Why did you create it? You know, like what were some of those thought processes when you yourself was a college student and then you were like, okay, this is what I want to do?
2: Yeah, so Black Girls Graduate is a campus career and finance resource for black women, and we connect black women to career opportunities. And I really decided to um, create Black Girls Graduate. Honestly, it was a God-given gift. It came to me in a dream, literally the words Black Girls Graduate I dreamed of, And I woke up and I immediately got on my computer, Googled. It was nowhere, nowhere to be found there. It did not exist on any social media platform. And just from there, I was like, "Okay, I know what this can be like. And around the time it was conceived in 2013, around the time um, I was approaching my final year of college undergrad where I studied public relations and there really were no other platforms online where I can see black women who look like me in their roles and like learn their story of how they got to where they were. Um, There's a lot of career sites out there and there still are for women and just, you know, that's awesome in itself, but To see women that look like me in a space that I know we don't really exist in often, Um, for me, in my program, I was one of three black women in PR out of my entire uh, class, and so... And what school did you go to? I went to Syracuse. Syracuse, okay. The Newhouse School for Public Relations, and... Um, yeah, there was just no other images of women that I can see that looked like me. And, you know, at the time, I really thought that PR was what I wanted to do. And though I had some internship experiences um, at agencies here in Chicago, even there, there was one a few people of color and women definitely even less as well. So I really realized that that affects so many other industries as well outside of PR. And it's so important for us to see Women who look like us because it really makes it more realistic. Mm -hmm. It gives you something to
0: aspire to as well as I feel it helps take off some of the anxiety. Absolutely. Just because, you know, people can have the best intentions. And like case of point, like we don't walk into our workplaces and hopefully, you know, think like everyone here is out to get
2: me. But just it is nice to look around and see somebody who looks like you. Absolutely. And even to have a resource, and so mm-hmm. Black Girls Graduate being an online resource, um, that was done with the intention that you know there are there may be people that are first college, uh, first generation college grads or college students. Um, there might also be you know people that don't have any other women figures in their mm-hmm. life or mentor figures in their life, and they just don't know where to get this type of information from. And especially in the Black community, in terms of finance, the other pillar that we really focus on, we know. Black communities and finance is still a topic that uh, we need to educate ourselves on and gain more literacy around. And so creating a resource where girls who might not have any other source to be able to get that kind of information when they're, you know, filling out their taxes for the first time or Mm -hmm. their W-2 forms at work or just what to do when they hit their first, um, you know, extra amount of money. I remember back in college, we got a refund check and we went crazy. He I thought, wasted like-
0: <laughs> so, no. It's it's actually abysmal. Like I wasted <laughs> so much money on Jeffrey Campbell. Oh
2: my gosh, they were and so don't nobody college. even
0: <laughs> wear them dumbass shoes no
2: more. Yo, what happened to Jeffrey Campbell? It was really a movement at one point.
0: That him and Steve Madden had the game on lock. You weren't nothing <laughs> if you ain't had a shoe.
2: <laughs> I swear, man. Like if I could go back and tell myself to one, not take out that. refund check there was no refund there I'm paying it back still to this day it's lump sum with the rest of my loans and like just get more education or if I'm gonna take that out why don't I save it so you know when I first graduate and and I might be you know not having a job right out of college Then I'll have some money to potentially move out of my parents' house or help out with some bills around the house and whatnot. And like Mm -hmm. we cover, we touch all those bases um, through the content on our site.
0: That's amazing. And uh, definitely the financial literacy part because there, like you said, it's still a disconnect within our community. Um, I'm not gonna like, you know how you had those moments. If I could tell my younger self, (laughs) I'm not even gonna joke. Younger me probably would have waited till like like I'd have amassed all my refunds, okay. dropped out and did my business. Ooh, <laughs> like honestly. when I think about it, because it's a very small window that loans are given to African-Americans. Mm-hmm. And what I think is incredible is you will deny me, I can go into Chase or Bank of America or anywhere, I'll get denied a $10,000 business loan, mm-hmm. but at 18- depending on what my, you know, degree that I'm going after, you're okay with giving me loans up to a hundred. You're okay with me putting myself in hundreds of thousands of dollars of student debt that you know, it's going to take a long time if ever to get rid of. But I can't get a five figure loan for a business that actually will give me equity. It totally is bullshit. Yeah. It
2: doesn't make sense. And, um, yeah, if I had thought about saving some of those refund checks to be able to fund, projects out once I graduated Mm -hmm. that definitely could have given given me another jumpstart opportunity if I didn't have a job right away
0: exactly um and so even when I'm thinking about you know like you said you went to Syracuse and you were going for PR and when I think about 2013 like Instagram was just really like taking off around Mm -hmm. that time frame, Facebook was having more competition. So your platform did start off, you know, I, I remember like the interviews and everything you were doing, what made you want to move into like the digital space or how did you, what made you want to decide to try and capitalize on IG as the platform to use?
2: Yeah. So I didn't know that we would grow so rapidly on Instagram. Uh, For me, I just have always loved social media and having gone to school for a lot of classes centered around social media and um just kind of grew my skills and, and evolved even since my myspace days i've always like had this interest for how to use a platform to reach people around the world and so when we kicked off black girls graduate on instagram i remember it just being such a struggle to one gain followers get attraction and um get content because majority of our posts is curated and so we repost a lot of other girls um content specifically you know their caps and gowns graduation photos and when we first came up with the concept literally there was hardly any post that had that we really had to do some deep digging into instagram to find it and um eventually uh you know, I found a strategy that worked. I did a lot of social listening and I really contribute all those skills to just the prior experience I've had, like working in, in agency environments mm-hmm. and seeing, okay, well, what was working for these Fortune 500 companies um, that I'm representing at the agencies and how can I apply that to my smaller business?
0: I think that's amazing. It's almost like it sounds and. In- Correct me if I'm wrong, but it was almost like you had to do a SWOT analysis of yourself. Basically, like social listening and then also really capitalizing on what you were seeing bigger brands. I don't know if you've ever faced this issue, but even, you know, in conversations that sometimes I have with people, we can do it for everyone else, but when it comes to ourselves, it's like we like go, go blank. And I know for a fact, like even in my case, sometimes I'm like, I just did this shit. For several books of business, how can I not figure out how to translate this for Joy Has Questions?
2: Totally. And that's because when you're doing business for yourself, you are literally a perfectionist, I'm sure. Like, mm-hmm. that's how I am. And so launching content has to be perfect and I had to really, like, get over that and get past that and just start putting content out that I would create. Like, if I scrolled all the way back down to, like, some of the first posts on Instagram, if I haven't already archived them, I've archived a lot of them. But they were, like, so bad. They were terrible. And, like, I just thought that I was doing whatever I could to Mm -hmm. gain traction. But there's a reason why it wasn't resonating with my audience. And so until I really determined who my specific target demographic is and really create a niche target profile... Before until I did that I didn't see any traction and once I did that people started to latch on and there were some other things that I used to to continue to grow it and I think hashtags I, I owe a lot to honestly Um and I still use hashtags to um, target my audience and find people that have like-minded interest um, mm-hmm. in black girls graduate content.
0: I think that's something and even when I like literally I'm now like thumbing through the page like the quality of the images, yes, are amazing and bomb. But I think just in general, like, it's so simplistic, mm-hmm. but also so needed. Like, mm-hmm. there's very few content or brands, I should say, that give me joy. Because I think they're all tied into, you know, either sensationalism or totally. cloud chasing mm-hmm. or um, just negativity. Totally. And, and truly, social media can be a fucking free-for-all. It can be toxic, like, yeah. You look up and you're just like... Well, what in the good hell is this, mm-hmm. you know? And so to actually have something that is curated but focusing on education, Black community lit as hell, you know, it's yeah. still always, like enjoyable still for lit. us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's something that's really dope. And then also hearing how you had to learn the hashtag game, which yeah, go I'll, four years in, girl, I'm still like, I'll figure it out. Like we'll get there. <laughs> like it's just around the river bend. Like so, in regards to like some of the um you know, setbacks that you might have had. And I don't even want to call them setbacks, but like teachable moments where maybe when you were in it, you were like, this is some bullshit. Like, how did I mess this up? But then looking back on it, it actually wound up being beneficial. What was something in that, like, as an example, happened to you?
2: Um, I would say my biggest teachable moments um, come from just networking and not following up. Um, there's mm-hmm. a lot of people who have grown their businesses that i've had the pleasure of like meeting in the beginning stages that like i just didn't do the best networking and i'm sure if i had done that i could have learned so much um one example of this is just like in undergrad um i used to go to the nabj conference like every year because i was like a part of our chapter at syracuse shout out (laughs) nabj syracuse we were lit. our chapter was bomb we actually won chapter of the year as well while i was on the e-board But like attending those conferences, I met so many media professionals, like from Essence, from um, you name it, any Black publication that I can, you know, could have learned so much, or had mentors, Mm -hmm. or people that could have put me into positions to grow Black girls graduate and scale it faster. Um, They gave me a lot of feedback because I I, was—I will say—I wasn't afraid to get up and tell people about my business when I would be at the conference. Um, But there were small things like not having business cards one year or like um, meeting someone again, but then like not reminding them who I was six months later. And even also juggling trying to find a job. Like I really could have leveraged that better to position myself at another company that I felt like I could learn from. Cause for me, any job that I have that's a nine-to-five, um, I'm strategic about, like, can I learn something from this mm-hmm. nine-to-five for Black Girls Graduate? If I can, great, then this is an opportunity for me. Uh, or if not Black Girls Graduate, can I learn something about digital marketing? Because that we're in that same space. And so, yeah, that's what, I would say that's one setback that I've had where I've had to just move past what I didn't do and focus on what I've learned from that and what I'm going to do moving forward.
0: And that's the thing. Like, you can't get stuck. You know, because, again, being a perfectionist when it comes to your own personal brand and, no, I can't put this out. I need to make sure this, that, and the third is mm-hmm. together. You also will put yourself in, like, an own mental, like, prison and now oh, yeah. you, you can't even function at all. Like, I should have talked to Jada before Red right. Table Talk. I'm yeah. just, I'm going to be a failure <laughs> forever. You're like, exactly. calm down and follow, you know, just learn from it and keep it moving. Yeah. I think that's a really big piece of business that, like, even hearing you say that in other people, it's the consistency.
2: Consistency is key for sure, like hands down.
0: And that I really find like that's the differentiator between a lot of people that, you know, we see out here, yourself included, that's like that are really making it happen versus mm-hmm. those who are like, well, I could do that better. I think it's proof like even at times like. Prove it, you yeah. know, because you can have all the talent in the world. Yeah, You have a cure for cancer. If you are not being consistent about it, no one will know.
2: I totally agree. There's people that can be less skilled or talented than you, but they if they out-hustle you, they will make more money than you. Their businesses will scale faster. They will get... The credit, the shine, and and you will be overlooked. And I can definitely attest to that because there's plenty of times where I've actually taken breaks. Um, because at one point it was just like myself really posting for mm-hmm. our social channels, and I would get overwhelmed with just life, whether it be relationships or work. And Black Girls Graduate would just go, you know, dry for like a month or two, three months at a time. And those two three months were crucial and critical. Like mm-hmm. there's so much growth that takes place between two three months that I can. I can tell you that we would definitely be even surpassed where we are now if I hadn't taken so many of those types of breaks.
0: Right. And I will say this, though, or ask this, even when you're doing those or when you did do those breaks, I should say, was it based in like you just needing to like a mental health check or it's like that anxiety of it? Because do you still look at that as like, man, where we could have been or was that a necessary trade off in the sense of? I can't pour out of an empty cup. You know, like how is that still how you look at it?
2: You know, I wish I could say that I honestly was taking the mental health break that I probably needed. But I can <laughs> tell you that it was life distractions that mm-hmm. I allowed to take priority over mm-hmm. my business. And now I can just reflect and know what I'm not gonna do moving forward. But I think that reflection is so important that everyone has their moments. Um you really do. I, I feel like I've seen the most growth when I literally focus on the business, and I guess maybe I'm just one of those people that can't multitask well. Whether it be like trying to date, you know, girl, that's a whole other podcast. Okay. You get two, I finally learned you get two out
0: of three of me, and that's so messed up. But I'm at the point in my life where I'm like, look. If you want my day job and Joy has questions to thrive, I'm going to be a little (laughs) bit thicker. If you want me to come out here looking like a bad bitch (laughs) and only focus on day work, then like I'm trying to figure out who is the person that is literally out here like, you know, Devil Wears product killing it. I mean, other than Beyonce. I'm like,
2: okay, Beyonce really makes it look easy. But but I will
0: say this. She does have a team and also yes. Beyonce's been giving us checkup on it, body Beyonce. So she's not giving us life is but a dream. Yes. B. She's giving us I'm comfortable, I know I'm the bitch. I'm eating Absolutely. the mac and cheese.
2: Absolutely. She's she's living her best life sis and like that's what I just try to do now. I just try to like maintain a balance of it all. Mm-hmm. It's not perfect. I'm still working on what my routine looks like in terms of juggling my 9 to 5, my business, personal relationships, family, working out, my mental health, like girl. Between all of that, it's like you literally like no one's perfect. So like it's just it's a it's a constant just struggle. As
0: we literally were sitting here, my therapist just texted me. He's like,
2: "I'm back in the country." I was
0: like, "Oh God, yes!" yes. Schedule the appointment yes, and do it. We have, book it. I have to catch you up, girl. Like, um. For real. But no, I think that is really important, and even. Your, your brand being based on the fact, like, having that mentality of feeling like it's only you there, not only is it draining, it can give you imposter syndrome, mm-hmm, yeah. you literally can lose your mind just dealing with microaggressions, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think that having that balance is super important. Moving into your brand in the sense of, um, you know, the expansion that has taken place. Like, say what you want, but, you know, having almost 40,000 followers is not something to scoff at. I know, like, when I started to see my page girl, I was like, ooh, this is getting real. Like, <laughs> makes my glance hurt. Yes. So, in terms of, you know, seeing that expansion with now you're having the events and the speaking panels, I just, you know, definitely gave you your kudos at WakandaCon what, you know, is your main goal, you know, when you're expanding your brand and now doing these type of events, do you go into it? Like, this is the set topic I'm talking about all years. It just like, whatever the spirit moves me, this is what we're going to deal with.
2: Yeah. So I try to survey my community to see like what types of things they want to see from us and what type of content they want us to put out. Um, I try to constantly just stay, in the loop as to like what's trending with black women and um, in, in their careers or their finances and um, how we can provide information around that um, and kind of go from there. Also, just thinking about the timing of the year. So we know graduation season is like the mm. biggest time for us. So we're definitely planning to do something fun next graduation season. I feel like we we kind of feel like each time we're like, oh we we missed it like we gotta plan in in advance and it's just really difficult to do that when you have such a small team Um, but like moving forward we want to continue to have events but we're gonna try to have events outside of Chicago because we really do have a global brand Um, but
0: Oh, girl. Unfortunately, we
2: can't reach everyone globally, but we can try to reach people nationally.
0: Yeah. (laughs) If I saw black girls graduate
2: Brixton,
0: (laughs) oh, bitch. Like, we going to the UK? Like, let's go.
2: Definitely in the plans to, to do that. And there's a lot of girls in the UK that, like, reach out to us and we're always telling them like yes we post to everyone doesn't matter where you attend school and also just another plug that a lot of people forget that we also post people that do like certificate programs or nursing schools or cosmetology school like a black girl that graduates we're celebrating it period it doesn't matter where you're graduating from that's an accomplishment and we're super proud of you and so we we post that as well
0: I'm never gonna knock. it. Let me tell you something. These girls out here that are slaying closure. Okay. I am Alonzo or whoever his name is. Um, mama is out here in ranges and porting making a smooth 6, high yes. 6 probably, you know. So I'm never gonna, you know, knock anyone with trades. Our community is very resourceful. Mm-hmm. We our origins come from woodworking and ironwork yes. and trades. So I'm like I love also the same fact it's not, like, this elitism. Like, mm-hmm. if you didn't go to Harvard. Right.
2: <laughs> if yeah. you to...
0: Pro- like, girl, sit down. Yeah, <laughs> like- no
2: elitism, no, like, exclusivity as mm. far as, like, where you have to attend school. Um, We definitely want to encourage all women, all black women specifically, um, but really all women. Honestly, I'm sure if you're a woman, you should be able to go to the site and get some kind of inspiration, to be honest. And like on my worst days, that's what I have to do. I have to go to the site and just look at why why I'm doing this, why this work matters. And the feedback that I get, the messages, the DMs, the comments of like women just saying like how much black girls graduate has motivated or inspired them to keep going. Like that's what keeps our team alive and functioning. And so I love it.
0: That's amazing. So when we're talking, I know you were just like, personal life, woo. But no, seriously, like being, you know, the founder, the creator, I saw you did have your Black Girls graduate team at WakandaCon, those young ladies. I didn't get their names, but they looked super happy to be there. Um, But being the captain of this ship, if you will, how do you balance that with your personal life? Like, do you still have, I remember where you were working, but I'm like, do you still have a day role? Is it like, no, girl, we're
2: all money in for this? Like, what are you currently doing? So I currently have a nine-to-five. I work at a software company, and I'm a, an account manager there, managing enterprise um, oh accounts.
0: Oh, my God! Me-
2: Yes. Literally, literally, listen, like, Did you we do it? a lot of similar stuff. I work in organic search. I know you work in paid search. I work so, in paid, so, yeah. so you're an SEO vendor. i SEO? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> okay, got it. Literally, so you already know the, the life of, of that. Um, so that's what I do with my nine to five, and I'm very much so focused at that role and growing there and um, mm-hmm. getting as much knowledge as possible to start up. And so what's really cool about working at a startup is every, well, this particular startup that I work at the founders are so transparent and they have a vision and the company has been growing the past 10 years and like it's just a really motivating space to be in and it has to the C suite to provide just insights around the space i'm learning so much more about SEO than i ever thought i knew before i thought i knew SEO before i like joined this organization and now i'm like okay SEO is going to be a priority when we relaunch our website because it really will drive the traffic that we that we'll need to make an impact um and so between that I try to find time after work to focus on black girls graduate and I do have a team that um I work with that helps me um strategize and plan for um, our events but really my role I feel like as a sort of the leader of the ship, if you will, is to make those executive connections or connections with other companies. We really do want to grow into a space where we're partnering with more um, large organizations and and corporations in addition to the campuses and universities. And I feel like I'm the face of the brand in terms Mm -hmm. of uh, making building those relationships and really my personal my professional experience in PR and account management it's all about client relationship building and ret- retention and so I think I'll be I'll be able to translate that same thing um, as I get to know other companies I mean that's even how the opportunity came about at Twitter which is really from you know having a like a shared interest and goal for diversity and attending their events I was able to meet people that work there and and essentially pitch my my ask and it, and it worked out. We ended up you know aligning on a lot of things, and so we were able to come together and have the blueprint, which was an amazing event. So I really plan to continue to find other organizations that are truly committed and passionate about diversity, um, that have great programming, and would be interested in having Black Girls Graduate be a part of that.
0: That's amazing. I think, um, and even in terms of like the sponsorship and like branching out and finding like minded people, I think. There's a lot of times where social media, people have the numbers, people have the engagement and don't know how to translate that into actual opportunities Mm -hmm. or actually translate that into money. And so I really feel like even if you are on social media... It can be something to empower. It can be something that's for comedy. Like, you can be an actor, an actress, Mm -hmm. or an artist. But the fact of the matter is, it should be something that is now being turned into tangible, you know, dough, basically. Like, this is intellectual property.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I would say, if you don't have that skill set, find a team member that does. Like... In my previous role at the company I was working at, I was working in sales. So I was creating proposals all day long, pitching businesses, mm-hmm. having meetings from scratch, cold calling, all of the above. And I'm like, that coupled with my digital marketing experience, coupled with my graphic design experience, I could put together a bomb-ass proposal and, you know, really pitch what I what I want to do and, and hopefully um, gain some type of interest to attract additional sponsorships and additional support of our brand Like as we're growing what's going to continue to help us elevate is really being able to provide value to our community and for me value is content as well as job opportunities straight up like I really want Equity. to have recruiters in my community connect the dots um, and get employment opportunities whether that be internships free um Fellowships or full time opportunities, I that's really where our next goal is.
0: Gotcha. And that's, I, I mean, it's scalable. You know, it, it, let me make sure. Yeah, scalable.
2: I'm, I'm always trying to
0: be like, <laughs> am I using the right verbiage? Did I make that up? No, but definitely something that you can scale. Um, So even just taking a, you know, wrapping up or taking this a little into the personal territory without being all up in your oh, business. Yeah, go ahead, okay, though. cool. It's so all
2: real.
0: On a scale of like zero to like, crazy and love Beyonce where's the personal life looking right now is it a matter of like I am so focused with black girls graduate I am so focused with being an AM I don't have time for anything else or is it like
2: okay I see you you cute you breaking my focus like a- I honestly wish there was somebody that like got my true 100% attention right now but there's not I can honestly tell you it I don't know if someone might get mad when they listen to this, but no one has my 100% attention. Emphasis. on <laughs> When we get to this part, Jasmine, I want
0: sound horns. <laughs> like No one has my 100 because that, that came from a place of get it together, sir, or get left. <laughs>
2: like,
0: I don't know who you are, king,
2: but you over here slipping. <laughs> you know, for me, like, I'm on the market, though. If there's any kings listening, <laughs> right? DMs are open. <laughs> For me, I need a partner that's like that understands just the lifestyle of an entrepreneur. Like you know, entrepreneurs like our time is limited, but when you do get our time, like we are all in. Like my phone is away. Like I want to focus on what we have going on, and like I want to hear about your day too. And. What I feel like I ran into with a lot of men from Chicago is
0: that they feel
2: like they're intimidated by a woman that has a lot going on rather than like mm-hmm. supportive or like happy or proud of a, a woman that's doing her thing. You know, I, I find that a lot of men are just intimidated by it almost or like- And
0: it doesn't matter if we or if you tell them, I'm- fine with what you're doing like I'm not right. saying this isn't a trick I'm not trying to game you like right. I really mean like I'm cool with this you know
2: yeah because I honestly don't see myself as this like you know unattainable person because of the things that I have going on I honestly feel like I'm still growing it in the same way that he may be growing in his career so I dating has just been a challenge is probably the best way to put it but I'm always, you know, open to meeting new people and forming new relationships, friendships, however it may, you know, turn out.
0: I think the thing, um, and you hit it on the head, is threatened and into- Like, I, I have seen sometimes, and no, this is not calm down, kids. Oh, man, you coming for the brothers. Calm <laughs> Chill. Okay. Keep your knickerbockers on. <laughs> like, um, I find it's either intimidation or it's a matter of, what the, it literally just went out my head. Not intimidation, but it's entitlement. There we go. Because I find for those who are, you know, maybe on one end, like, I have it together. I know what I'm bringing to the table financially. I know what I'm bringing to the table physically, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then it's just like a... You should be singing She's Your Queen to be like, hey, do you see
2: me? And it's just like... It's a a mutual, like, feeling of, okay, cool, let's do this when a man has his stuff together. But when he doesn't, that's when the threat starts to to come into play. But I'm not interested in men that are threatened.
0: (laughs) And that's the thing. Like, I just... It it really comes down to a thing of, like... I no one should be have to dim their light to make you shine. Yeah. And I mean that in whatever the relationship is. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't walk into situations and being like, well, you have to be my cheerleader. You have to be at every Joy Has Questions event. You have to be at every Black Girls Graduate event, mm-hmm. a rare smoke in the city. Like, I respect the fact that if I have an, a, an incredibly busy schedule, I want to be surrounded with someone with the same energy. I almost feel like... and. I want your opinion. It almost makes you appreciate the time, time you together. all have totally together agree. more yeah. because it's like yeah. we're truly choosing to yeah. be here yeah. with all the shit that we have to do. Yeah. I like men who are busy. <laughs> they know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sis. <laughs> Let me just say this. So she was not acting this way at WakandaCon. She was chill. She was eye of the tiger. <laughs> like She was ready to go. And now she over here giving me bell-cally. So I'm like, I don't know who this is. <laughs> I'm like okay, Ashley. <laughs> See what happens when you're a boss. Whole energy change. <laughs> like I am mean, Ashley was meek, you know. Hi, I'm Ashley. Now she's like, this is what I want. <laughs> straight up, straight up. No, you you do just get to that space. I think right now, like a lot of I'm in that space of I'm the. I feel like my friends are turning me into Gabrielle Union, <laughs> like for whatever this whack ass rom com is. Like they're getting married. They're asking so is there like anyone you're dating? And I'm like, me, myself, and I are having great conversations. Um, But yeah, I think it's interesting, like just trying to balance the personal and the professional. Um, Yeah, totally. Lastly, I definitely just want to ask you this. I am a timely interviewer. I don't do that. Yeah, you're all night (laughs) bullshit. Um, When it comes down to, and I do not mean this in the 5 to 10 year plan. When you think about Ashley and what your journey is and why you are here, even past your brand. What is it that you want, you know, people to know about you in the sense of who you are as a black woman? Mm,
2: That's such a loaded question. It is. I've been pondering on that one for a while. Um, for me, I what I want people to know about Ashley Ashley as just who I am as a person is that she is or I am just a God-fearing woman who has a deep heart who honestly if I if I could save the entire world I would try to I think that I've always been this type of person that's just The type that wants to give back because I care. I I have a heart. I'm a Scorpio, but I have a heart. I don't know if people say Scorpios are like, you know, we pretend like we're unbothered. I think Mm -hmm. that's our outside shell, our outside demeanor is, like, you know, I don't get upset visibly I'll say visibly actually more so visibly upset to people but I do actually I'm emotional I have a heart because I care about people I care about the world and I want to make the world a better place and I think that like that's really what God put me on this earth to do um, and whenever I come in contact with people I just try to like you know stay positive I'm all about energy um, especially now like you know, removing toxic energy from my from my surroundings but also just being conscious of the energy that I'm bringing into people's spaces. and so I will hope that people will remember and know Ashley for you know being a lover of Christ who mm-hmm. just tries to give and you know gives her heart and in, in, in her and anything that she does.
0: I think that's the thing like when it's all i g could literally blow up tomorrow a lot of people would die <laughs> or be in fifty two seventeens but you have to have that core belief in yourself because no matter, you know, we go knock on wood, nothing's going to happen to the platform. You know what I'm saying like, no matter what happens, you know, you have to know who you are. Yeah. Um. And I think that's an amazing thing. I think that's what reverberates or reverber- let me stop trying to pronounce all this shit with braces. I think that is what <laughs> shines through Yeah. getting mad at myself. Um. I think that's what shines through not only with your brand, but with yourself as a, as a young woman. Definitely, you know, if there's any way that I can support further, let's talk about it off air. Have a you know a power yeah. or a combo, but I definitely love everything that you're bringing to the table. If there's anyone that I think deserves to have this platform, deserves to have you know these looks, it is
2: you. Thank you, because you have
0: definitely been putting in the work, girl. So uh, yeah,
2: well, one thing I wanted to add to that last question, I was just thinking, it's also just living in the legacy of my father. So my father did a lot of things, he was an OBGYN, but he was also an entrepreneur, and I would watch him, like, he had a million business ideas, a million business plans that he was going after actively, and I never knew that I would end up picking up that same, like, interest and desire to, like, you know, be my own boss and um, have, you know, a huge business And so it's crazy that that's just who I've become, and it's, like, a part of my nature now. So a lot of ways I just feel, like, committed to trying to, like, do what he never really got the chance to completely fulfill. And I hope that that continues to translate of, like, I will work for myself. I will be an entrepreneur, and this will take off, Mm -hmm. you know. And there's so many people that have dreams that, like, never really get to... Be fulfilled. Though I think that already the dream is being fulfilled because even if I just touch one girl, then my goal has been Mm -hmm. made. Um, But I do have a huge vision of just like seeing myself um, as this woman who's this major entrepreneur and representing for Black women and people can you know aspire to do it for themselves as well.
0: Yeah, I think um, you've been commenting on that when you hit on what you just said in terms of. It's your dream and fulfilling it, but just, like, also carrying on, like, that aspect of maybe what he didn't get to, yeah. you know, fully cross the finish line with. So, definitely understand what it's like to, you know, <laughs> not the to quote the Lion King's, not the sequel, but I'm just saying it's, like, the feeling of, like, this is for me, but I'm also doing this for everyone else who didn't necessarily get that opportunity. Totally. You know, it definitely puts more seriousness onto, like, if you're going to put this down or keep going with it, even when times get hard. So, oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Definitely have enjoyed having you on the show today. I will have all your handles clearly I will have hashtags <laughs> correct for her I'm not dealing with that type of pressure but <laughs> thank you so much Ashley for being on the thank show thank you for
2: having me I have enjoyed this so much I want to keep talking because girl I could talk for hours with you girl so dope. We, I need so to awesome. figure out like a live thing like a, I'm dead ass so I'm like
0: you know what let me do like a live event have Ashley come through I'm bunch in a bunch of black What's women up? let's have it poppin so we'll definitely work on that ooh see what happens when you ain't a hating ass black woman synergy okay. when black right? women
2: link up you already know it's lit period okay. like period I love the link up of black women that's a whole other podcast topic we could talk about but I love when black women link up and it's authentic and it's real and it's straight love I love it it's, it's like, like I literally those moments right now yeah
0: I feel like seriously it's it's Almost like having to be and Angela, there you go. That's exactly what we want. But <laughs> no, um, thank you everybody for listening and I will be back at it next week with another amazing interview and episode. Bye. Bye guys. Hey everybody, for this week's motivational message, I'm gonna keep it super simple and that is to always choose yourself. I know- We say that there's a lot of memes and Motivational Mondays and, you know, self-care and the wave of African-American millennials, especially, who are really taking to heart mental health. And that's amazing. But the fact of the matter is it's hard sometimes to choose yourself, especially when you see maybe a situation where you really do want to, you know, keep fighting. At the end of the day, if you're fighting for something or it's a goal that you think you're going to be achieving, whether it's personally, whether it's professionally, and you have to continue to compromise everything that you have stood on, everything that you've been raised, everything that is your code, then is it really a win? Is it really worth something You know that you should be really moving towards it doesn't feel good. It, you find yourself being in moments where you are wondering if it's the right decision, but anything that is moving you away from your peace of mind is not something that is for you. Never put a circle into a square peg. Never compromise your principles. Never forego everything that you were raised on. And never make excuses for anyone's behavior. That's really all I just wanted us to focus on. I don't know if that falls under like mental health per se, but let's continue. If we haven't been doing so, let's start choosing ourselves more. Let's start putting our own happiness on the forefront and let's start making sure that if we haven't done that, then we start to take those small steps to do what makes us happy. I hope everyone has an amazing week except 45, except all these supremacists that are out here walking into, you know, random places, whether it be places of worship, whether it be back to school, uh, no tax days at Walmart, whether it be, I don't give a fuck what it is. Everyone have a great week except those pieces of shit. That's really how I feel. Goodbye.